Gotham City. A deserted warehouse on the outskirts of town. And a ticking bomb spells trouble for Batman and Robin. Holy breaking and entering, it's Batgirl. Quick, Batgirl, untie us before it's too late. It's already too late. I've worked for you a long time and I'm paid less than Robin. Holy discontent. Same job, same employer means equal pay for men and women. No time for jokes, Batgirl. It's no joke. It's the federal equal pay law. Holy act of Congress. Can we talk about this later? Will Batgirl save the dynamic duo? Will she get equal pay? Tune in tomorrow or contact the Wage and Hour Division listed in your phone book under the U.S. Department of Labor. Gentlemen, we are tonight's entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 156 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Araj Delashahi. By the way, I just almost said I'm the host with the most. <laughs> oh, no. Don't you talking about yourself <laughs> and, now? No, I'm not. Uh, I, I don't know why I said that. What was that, from a movie? I'm the, the host with the most? I, I don't know. Well, with me today on this crazy adventure of podcasting. The people who aren't the most. The people yeah. who are the most. Yeah. <laughs> the Clark Gable of podcasting. <laughs> the sescapating son of a bitch. <laughs> Mr. Carlos Buarguel. The man with the beaties, the man who's going to beat the beaties. I'm thinking of a new shirt that's called Beat the Beaties. I would love that. that was first thinking, of all, you know how perverted that all sounds well, about I, beating and beaties and I, just beat and beating the beaties? Well, that's why I haven't made it yet. Is I, that what I'm just going to be doing? Yes, right? yet, like one arm coming, bigger than the other at some point? Exactly. Oh, my God. Is the word. That's a great idea. No. One arm is all buffed out. Yeah. Beating Unless the beaties. smiling, dude. beating I the beaties. I beat the beaties. Looks like we're just coming on with this episode, just oh, like we did last episode. Poor choice of words. Less is... <laughs> exactly. More. Gonzalez. <laughs> the man we call... El Hombre. The man who we missed last week, who was replaced by King Tom, and who did such a great job replacing him, but you cannot replace the rock god. The man with the golden locks, the the baddest motivator of them all, <laughs> Mr. Eric. Really enjoyed that intro for a change. <laughs> Strathers. How you guys doing? Yeah. Eric, welcome back, man. We missed you last week. I missed you guys too, man, but the family took a much needed 
two-day, just quick vacation. My son's birthday was uh, on last Thursday. That's We were at Legoland in oh. Kansas City, Missouri. Awesome. And I'm just going to tell you, if you've never been to one of the Legolands, they're dope. And I'm sure the other ones are better than this one. But I expect it to be cool. But man, I was not prepared for honestly how cool it was and what conceptually what they've done with the place. It's really fantastic. Did they? I know the one in Carlsbad over here near San Diego. They have a crazy Star Wars section. Does did that one have one? Yeah, I mean, it had some really cool Star Wars gear. They had a lightsaber that is made completely out of Legos. Oh, that was shit. cool, dude. They had a huge mural of Yoda that was made of Legos, but it looks like wow. a big portrait. And the first thing Henry asked me when he saw it is, can I take that apart? <laughs> That's awesome. No, you can't take it like, I, w- I want to keep saying. That's yeah. Cool. Did you step on a Lego when you were there? Oh, my God, did I? But I had shoes on the whole time. So Damn. it's like, that's what you get. <laughs> that's what you get, Legoland. Suck it. Boo, how you doing with your sescapades? We're going to just keep on the sescapade roll. We're just going to roll with that. But I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Sex potatoes. Sex potatoes. Sex potatoes. Sex potatoes are doing. We're already talking about food and sex. Yeah, sex potatoes are doing good. Yeah. Off the rails again. Off the rails. Ozzy Osbourne said once. Yeah. No, no, no. Doing good. Let's how's life going? I'm not going to talk about the BDs because I think it's becoming old. It's an old bit talking about your BDs. But are you still doing good? First of all, I'm pre-BDs. And I go in this Friday to get the whole test yes. and all that stuff. Yes, so good luck. We'll see. You've been doing really well. You've been disciplined. To a degree, yes. Yes, yes. Any yeah. more pie? No. Good. There we no. go. You left town, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad everybody's doing oh, good. I am, I'm sorry, people. I am going off of exhaustion because I haven't gotten any sleep for three weeks since. Here we go. Malik oh is gosh! Nobody's ever done that before, Raj. Yeah. I bet that's really hard. <laughs> and and everybody says I'm just kid, kids man. are great. I'm yeah. just I'm just kidding, man. I know how it goes. How are you though? That's got to be tough. No, it's it's been uh, it's been tough, but it's been rewarding. the The crazy parts are the like walking at two in the morning with him, so Lorena can get some rest. But just like going back and forth from room to room, repeating myself over and over again, just. Back and forth and laps, back and yeah. doing laps in my house just to get him to kind of get tired and go to sleep. That's been the hardest part. So he's doing a lot of eating. There's been a lot of sleeping, a lot of shitting. So he's a healthy uh, little boy. So all good. Can't wait till he gets old enough where he like looks at me and smiles and, and I can interact with him instead of him like looking at me like he's stoned off of milk. Mm. But, milk drunk? Yeah, he's like milk drunk off the time. Are you guys ready to get into a week of geekdom? Absolutely. All right. Before we do that, let's talk about where we're from. Making Star Wars Podcast Network is where we're from. Tune into podcasts like Now This Podcasting, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rogue One, Podcast 2187, First Order Transmissions, The Cargo Hold, Kessel Run Radio, Fingered by Randy and Jesse, Tatooine Sons, and Around the Galaxy, a Star Wars fan podcast. Check those podcasts out. Go to MakingStarWars.net for all that information. Front page should have all those podcasts on there. And um, check us out on social media. All the platforms, we're on it. The Sith List. Go to SithList.net to listen to our episodes and check out our swag page. It'll redirect you to Public, And we got some new shirts. And mm-hmm. uh, some of them came out really cool, man. And uh, we're selling that BB-8, Atari BB-8 one. It's uh, selling. Uh, we sold like three or four of them already, which is great. So yeah, check us out there. We have an email, the Sithless at gmail.com. We got some emails this week. We'll go over it. And uh, that's pretty much the shenanigans. And let's just jump in. To the box office. It was a crazy one. Really crazy. 
Leading the way for the second weekend in a row was Disney's Lion King as it crosses a billion dollars worldwide in 19 days. That craziness was followed by a record opening for Quentin Tarantino and his film Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Spider-Man Far From Home and Aladdin both topped the one billion globally this weekend as well. So movies are making money, man. Jesus. It's crazy, right? Yes, Lion King are. made $75.5 million this week. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 40.3. Spider-Man Far From Home, 12.2. I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So did I. Mm. Interesting. So mm. we can talk about this yes, real quick. To my right is Bounty Law series lead and Jake Cahill himself, Rick Dalton. And to my left is Rick stunt double Cliff Booth. So, Rick, uh, explain to the audience exactly what it is a stunt double does. Actors are required to do a, a lot of dangerous stuff. Cliff here is meant to help carry the load. Is that uh, how you describe your job, Cliff? What, carrying his load? Yeah, it's about right. Um, non-spoilery. Yes. Because some people haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in seeing what, you, what your take is. Because my take is... I don't think you're going you're gonna to be surprised with my take. Really? Yeah. Huh. It's three hours long. Two hours and 48 minutes. Fuck, might as well be three, because that's what it feels like. It is a Quentin Tarantino movie, though. The set pieces, the cinematography, the music, the dialogue, and the acting, superb. It, it, you're going in there knowing what you're going to expect, and it's going to be a very high-quality product. Is it one of his best movies? No. But the feeling that I got from it is, is that this is kind of a... Not a pet project, but something that he's always wanted to do, something that he's had on the shelf, always had this idea, and he's finally had the time, and he's got the actors and people he wants to put in it, and he's like, I'm going to fucking do it. This is a, that's funny that you said that, because this is his love letter. Really? Yeah, so you're, oh, you're dead on about that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it's, it's not his best. It's not his best. Although it is based off of a true story, the world that he's able to create and the feel that you get from it is very, very good, very cool. The acting, fan-fucking-tastic. Fan uh, Brad Pitt and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio steal the fucking show. They're fucking awesome. Yeah. Everybody everybody in it's great. The ending is what you guys are there for, so go see it for that. If you're not a huge Quentin Tarantino fan... You're not going to like it. Wait. Yeah, you're not going to like you're it. You're not going to like it. Wait. You should watch it, but just wait. So yeah, so I, 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 give, it, I give it two thumbs up because I'm a huge Quentin Tarantino fan. Sith Seal of Rule. Yes. If if you're a big Quentin Tarantino fan, go see it. If you're not, wait for it. But everybody should see it. Yes. yes. I agree with you 100% on that. Really? Yeah. I thought it was, if you break the movie down to 10 scenes, right? Mm-hmm. It's 10 of the greatest scenes that he's probably made in its separate viewing of each scene. Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. He does Acting, a fantastic job. So like you said, cinematography. The chemistry between Pitt and, and DiCaprio instantly. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Probably one of the best DiCaprio acted films that I've ever seen. Yeah. He's funny. You he's know, serious. Yeah, that, that's one of the things that I found really surprising. It's legitimately, there's some funny scenes. Fucking hilarious. There's some funny scenes where I'm laughing out loud. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is a Quentin Tarantino movie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is going and on? You know, Tarantino does that. He makes you laugh at moments where you don't think you should be laughing. Yeah, and it catches you off guard. You're like, right. wait a minute, I, this is really fucking funny. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. I just thought that as a whole, it didn't come together. It tried to be the Pulp Fiction with all these little parts yeah. and different stories, but it didn't come together. But I will say, the end. The payoff was out, outstanding, and mm-hmm. it sucks that I can't say what it is, yeah. but the payoff was amazing. Mm-hmm. So much so, people were clapping mm-hmm. and laughing and cheering at the end. Yes. And I was not expecting that mm-hmm. for the end of this film. I, I definitely would tell people to go see it, especially if you like Tarantino. You'll really dig it. The Bruce Lee scene was awesome. 
my hands are registered as lethal weapons. We get into a fight, I accidentally kill you, I go to jail. Anybody accidentally kills anybody in a fight, they go to jail. It's called manslaughter. That's that was a fantastic. scene. That was a great scene. That one, that there, one put a real big. That's smile what on I'm the saying. Face. Like individually, there's so many great scenes, yes. but it just felt like it didn't connect altogether. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, it 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 feels like something that he had an idea for, and he's like, I just got to do it. Yeah. I just got to do it how I want to do it, how he sees it in his head. Is it the greatest film of all time? No. No. No, but it's, but it was pretty fucking cool. It was it was it was very cool. Yeah, but yeah, it, it, it's not it's not the greatest. And he invokes that period perfectly. Yeah, that's I I was I felt like lost. I was in it. Yeah, I was lost. I was sold into it a hundred percent. And wait for the end credit scene. There's something out there. Yeah, it doesn't mean much to the movie, but it'll mean a lot for the Tarantino verse. That makes sense. Fuck, I didn't wait for it. Yeah. I had to piss. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Well, after two hours and 45 yeah, minutes, you want to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, fuck. I had like a full fucking But we only, we, we got a chance to go because your mom and your sister came to babysit for oh. for three hours on a Saturday night at 11, 11 p.m. And so we're like, let's go. <laughs> we got to go So now. we went and so we got home late, but, yeah. but that's how we got a chance to oh, see it. But good. definitely Sithless Seal of Approval. I love him. He's one of my favorite directors mm-hmm. and he takes time and every scene means something to him. Yes. You can tell. Mm-hmm. He puts his heart and soul into it. And and we'll get a little bit more into the film's details a little bit later on. But if you're if you're going in thinking that you're going to see a lot of Charlie Manson and that, that whole backstory, it's you're not. I will just say that you're not going to see a lot of Charlie Manson. So if you're but but to a be creeper honest, and you just want to see a lot of him, but, yeah, not going to have it. But to be honest, we're there for Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio yes, and instant chemistry. Yes, and yeah. and Margot Robbie was fantastic. Yes, she was. There's but she snores in her sleep. She in snores. her sleep, and yeah. that's that's a no go for me. Mm. Okay, I'm out. You say no to her, huh? She's snoring right next to you. Yeah, that would, that would be <laughs> it, really. Huh? No, I would leave. I'd, I'd be like, oh, you'd right. leave huh? I'd, after, and then I'd leave. I'd be like, yeah, not we're not, we're not cuddling. I'm out. Oh, is that right, boo? No. Is that right? Well, you have that luxury with that mustache now to be picky. <laughs> so once upon a time, now we have an on the throne. It's early on the throne, but I believe it's about Bruce Lee, hmm. King Tom. You know, he's just diverse. He comes out with like Bruce Lee, talks about all kinds of other stuff. Let's do an early on the throne with King Tom. Let's do On the Throne with King Tom. Gentlemen, the King. Hey there, Sith listeners and Sith listeners. I have this theory that every decade or so, something happens to bring Bruce Lee back into the public consciousness. This year, or right around now, I see it happening. I haven't seen the movie, but in the trailer for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it looks like there's a an actor portraying Bruce Lee. And as we Marvel fans know, in a year or two, there's going to be a movie based on the character Shang-Chi, who was originally based on Bruce Lee. So I think we're going to start seeing people talk about you know, one of the greatest action actors of all time. Bruce Lee really only had a, a 10 year or so impact on popular culture when he was alive. You know, He was a huge presence in Hong Kong cinema, brought that style of cinema not just to America but to the rest of the world. He also had a role in the Green Hornet TV show. And in many of his public appearances, he got people to look at martial arts as not just a way of fighting, but a way of life. And he also kind of tried to break a lot of the stereotypes that people had about Chinese people, about Eastern philosophy. He had a, a huge impact before he died. 
And I think he's definitely, while not a traditional actor, I, I think he's one of the greatest Hollywood or pop culture presences that we've ever had. And I want to get your guys' opinion, not just on him, but what do you think if, if we lived in an alternate reality where he wasn't taken from us so early? I think that he would have continued to have an impact that a lot of the things that we see in action movies now, he probably would have been an innovator of a lot earlier. He would either ha have had that type of impact or he would have been a guest star on Airport 79 with George Kennedy. <laughs> exactly. I'm thinking more large impact and, and yeah. changing media for the better. But George, I am curious George to see what you guys think. Anyway, thanks for listening and I'll talk to you later. Strong on the throne, King Tom. That's yeah, always. man. That was a good one. Eric, I'm, I'm going to go with you first. Uh, I want to throw this out there. I'm going to ask you this question, kind of like take King Tom's question and ask another similar question to this. As King Tom says, if he didn't pass away, would he be the legend that he is today or would he be more like a uh, Charles Bronson, Van Damme, Arnold type? Oh, man. I, that's tough. I think he would be a legend, but maybe – the focus of that legend would be in a slightly different spot. Mm, okay. Does that make sense? Because he, he, his achievements, the things he would have continued to achieve would have changed what he was most regarded for over time. And I think like his ability to break ground in like the action star type of thing probably would have, First of all, blown up big time, but also let him be like a, like the mentor towards younger guys coming in into that field. And so, yeah, I think I think the skew of his legend would be slightly different than it is. Yeah, I'll jump in there. I, I'm going to piggyback on to you, uh, Eric. Yeah, his legend, he would definitely be a legend. Um, I think our action movies would have definitely taken a. I see what we get now. We get a lot more uh, fight choreography and a lot more, uh, you know, there's a lot more demand for our action stars. Uh, and, you know, Arnold and Sylvester Stallone, those guys, you know, if you look there, it's kind of clunky. You know what I mean? Like how their mm -hmm. action and their fight choreography is. And not until like Jackie Chan fully came over and Jet Li, you know, fully crossed over. Have we started getting more, you know, you watch Mission Impossible and Tom Cruise's fight choreography, uh, Jack Reacher, Keanu Reeves now, you know, with the John Wick, like the for the fight choreography itself is so advanced, you know, with the Matrix, like that alone put, you know, set it up on a pedestal. I think uh, we would have had that a long time ago, you know, if Bruce Lee would have still been alive. Um, and we may even have had more representation. We might end up with more Asian uh leads in cinema and in Hollywood. Um, you know, I think his death kind of may have set things back a little bit. Uh, but I really, really, yeah. I mean, that's what we'd probably get more than anything is just more advancements in cinema and fight choreography. We may even have more of a pure, you know, uh, action movies instead of the CGI, I would think. You know, like a lot of CGI fights would probably even be more enhanced and even be better with, you know, better choreography and motion capture and all that stuff. You know, he definitely would have gotten into that, too. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. No, I, I, I agree with you guys. I think his impact would have been much bigger, and more far reaching. Uh, and I, I do think that he would have 
sped up and but also changed um the idea of the badass like like you brought up tom cruise and i was thinking about uh in mission impossible fallout you have that scene inside the bathroom where tom cruise he's not the biggest dude but he can hold himself then you see henry cavill he just seems like a brawler just the boxer just yeah, kind of just, just the, the tough bulky, the big bulky yeah. guy yeah. i don't think that would have been a scene as much of the epitome of a badass you know like you said arnold right. and stuff like that i think it would have been more geared towards van damme you know uh jackie chan stuff like that where they would have they would have been the you know kind of the standard you know this yeah. is the guy that can actually do shit and, you know you, you you won't see just the the guy who could take a bunch of hits you know the the, the rocky kind of style where he just gets punched a ton just, of times yeah just, just brawl 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 yeah yeah, yeah he, his job is just to outlast the other guy and just find his opportunity no i i think he would have he would have changed things and and shifted that whole action feel oh, yeah. to everything and that would have made uh I'm going to say something that's probably going to make some people upset, Ooh. but I think that would have given Chuck Norris much, much more. Oh, As yeah. awesome as mm-hmm. Chuck Norris is, mm-hmm. as for me, you know, for myself and even you, Carlos and Eric and Araj, you know, our our biggest action stars of our generation were always going to be gigantic muscled Arnold Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Sylvester Stallone. Yep. Hands down. It doesn't matter. Even all the awesome movies that Chuck Norris made, I think the martial arts would have been much more justified if he had a real rival mm-hmm. to push and expand and elevate. It would have just been enough, you know, having them together in, I think it's Game of Death, mm-hmm. you know, and then just have other movies with them in it or just together. Uh, yeah, I think that would have given him so much more than what he's gotten. and. Yeah, I know Chuck Norris is Chuck Norris, but ultimately, <laughs> I think he would have become that person. Because, like you said, it's it's one thing. Not everybody's walking around on steroids like yeah, six Stallone, six foot this, you know, and, and, yeah, two hundred and seventy. Yeah, not pounds. everybody at the time was juiced up like mm-hmm. that, and definitely not Mister Olympia. <laughs> but you know, a fit, trim, disciplined Bruce Lee. A lot of people can do something like yeah. that, you know, mm-hmm. or a bearded, tough guy like Chuck Norris. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. You know, like. People walk around with beards all the time, and they could throw a couple spin kicks, maybe. But uh, ultimately, yeah, it's uh, yeah, we we definitely had a, a I would say a power vacuum, and you know I think he was definitely more charismatic than David Carradine, who kind of slid into that Joe Gun, you know, kind of kind of slid into that whole thing. And Bruce Lee was starting to get, you know, he had a cool about him. He had a different uh, swagger and. Mm-hmm. You know, just a, a mood and a vibe that was that was pretty much missed. And people still wear shirts with him, stickers mm-hmm. with him. Yes. You know, he's still a stud. Yes, yes. Some people still live by his philosophies, yeah. So maybe we get, you know, get even more stuff going with, you know, Shang-Chi and get all these different, you know, and start breaking in more younger Asian stars, more yeah, Chinese absolutely. and Korean and Japanese and not wait until they're 40-something to give them roles and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, solid, you, you, you bring up some really good points, man, because I was way into martial arts when I was younger. And it, it, there was a period of time man, in the late 70s and then into the early 80s where the martial arts were that was like a super hip thing. Yes. To be studying karate. I mean, and it like when the karate kid came out, it was actually on the back end of mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And, 
it, but leading up to that, it was it was wild. And when you watch the the choreography style of like Bruce Lee, it's a lot more of like what you see with Jackie Chan and that sort of thing, where it's like fluid and fast, just blisteringly fast. And if you ever get a chance to watch, there are some really cool documentary style videos about Bruce Lee. You can find them on YouTube, no problem. Mm-hmm. Where it basically just explores like kind of the freak of nature uh physiology yes and like his fast switch muscle muscle fibers and his ability to produce huge amounts of power in like his whole one inch throw of a punch you know yeah but one thing that blows my mind is if you ever get a chance to see the video of him with swinging nunchucks lighting kitchen matches that people are somebody's throwing into frame and he's hitting them and lighting them without them going flying off i mean he is like his his awareness of his of his body was tremendous that's crazy and yeah man it's something it's not fake it's super real and it's super crazy but uh anyway yeah it's it was a sight to behold and i think that if fame could have kept from like leading towards his death in another fashion like you know a lot of stars end up Mm -hmm. end up doing when they burn up right like that right i think his legacy would have been huge yeah along with that part of it yeah that's absolutely right no because he was also along in a time where everybody was dying though like you know what i mean like a lot of people in that era just Mm -hmm. came along like you said burned the candle at both ends next thing you know so so and so found dead of an overdose so and so was at a party and they went to sleep and he was one of them. Like that's what seems like that's a tragic that, thing. That's repeating itself. Yeah, it's coming back now. Yeah, a lot of that is coming back. But yeah, we definitely would have went a different way instead of going with the big bulky automatic rifle. Mm-hmm. You know, running Just through the forest there, yeah. and grenades blowing yeah. up everywhere. So we would have had we, we would have had Jason Bourne a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and that's yeah, yeah, because a lot of those moves, yeah. Yeah, right on. That was it. Yeah, a lot of the choreography and the speed. And you're right; he was a freak of nature, and that would have just raised everybody's game at some point. Great question, King Tom. Great on the throne, man. Appreciate that. I think it's time for a little Star Wars news. Sweet. So yeah, Star Wars. How about it? Star Wars. Uh, Our (laughs) friend. And there is your Star Wars news. So our good friend Jason Ward at MakingStarWars.net has been a busy, busy guy. And there he's been listed as the source in some pretty heady publications such as Newsweek and Esquire. That's a whole that's a whole (laughs) other story. But something that that showed up in Esquire, as a matter of fact, is Ray's leaked timeline and this came from the uh, subreddit star wars leaks and i can't i'm not sure where this book came from but it is it is an image from the pages of a book and the like the style of it looks very familiar as far as is it a it's like one of the visual visual dictionaries if you're familiar with those mm-hmm. yeah that they do and it's star wars but it shows this timeline and, and are we gonna are we gonna preface this with a, is this like a major leak um, this one, no. Okay. Okay. And, and, and we all understand why, what I say in just a minute, it talks about, okay, it, 
and it doesn't like give you an age range when, but okay, right here, Ray is abandoned on an unfamiliar Jakku, meaning that she was dropped off there and left. Not right. I was born here and lived here all my life. And then it talks about stuff that you could have read about in um, the Road to the Force Awakens books mm-hmm. that came out, like where it gave a little bit of story about Finn whenever he was in training as a stormtrooper and when Ray was basically teaching herself how to fly and all these other things. So the reason I don't find that to be hugely spoilery is that to me, I quite honestly assumed that she hadn't been born there when I saw The Force Awakens, when she's standing there with Unkar Plutt and screaming at the spaceship, no, come back. I didn't think, oh, man, whoever she was with just brought her to this guy and then they left town. I took it as that ship landed, handed her over and then bounced out. That's how I took that. And the, the quote more. is the quote says marooning her on an unfamiliar world of Jakku. And that's what it looked like in Force Awakens. But when we see her in Last Jedi and see her and Kylo talking, when he pretty much tells her, you know who your parents are, they left you, they're a bunch of drunks pretty much, you know, they sold you for nothing. That threw that part off. But now this kind of throws that part off. So is Kylo pretty much saying that once he marooned, or not he, <laughs> once whoever marooned her marooned her on Jakku, that those instantly became her parents and they became the deadbeats. Does that, does um, that kind of jive? Maybe I think here's, here's how I'm imagining it is that we don't know by whom she was left there. Right. And we don't know what her memories around that are. So it's possible that, in her mind, whoever that was that dropped her there, if we find out that it was her parents that did it, okay, mm-hmm. that they they dropped her there, took off, went to some other part of the planet, never came back for her. Got it. Okay. Or, but, but it's more likely that the way I might read it is that Kylo Ren... What the people, whoever Ray ended up with from that point, because I really doubt she was raised by Unkar Plutt from whatever age she was in that move, and you know, when she's screaming at the ship to come back. Mm-hmm. I don't see Unkar Plutt being a good enough parent to successfully <laughs> yeah, he raise, a, fuck. raise yeah. a kid. You know, she wouldn't turn out as, as, as well as she did. Yeah. So, but that, I mean, it's hard to say because I don't, I didn't get the vibe that. Of course, mind you, it's a different director and different everything, but obviously they still have to deal with the fact that The Last Jedi is a movie. Yeah, that's right. That's canon. And the content's inside. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that, like, it didn't feel like Kylo Ren was lying to her. He was really reading her thoughts and telling her, hey, say it. You know, say it. Yeah. And maybe she doesn't know that. Maybe the people that she thought were her parents were her parents. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's so. What I'm so it's, in, it's in, really, in his head, in her head, that 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 was her parents. So right, he, he wasn't lying to her. Right, and I mean that you know again that's that's tough to say, but yeah, past that, anything about it maybe could be a little spoilery. So what I want to do is I want to throw this other thing out there, um, Jason has an article on makingstarwars.net right now that says something like Sith Troopers, something, something, something. And there's some really cool 
speculation in there mm-hmm. that has some pretty decent he's 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 got a lot of confidence in in reassurance that uh, that have sort of reaffirmed some of the facts maybe i could say more things that start with re at the beginning but we don't want to wreck it for you if that's not your bag and you don't want to start digging into it that th- i totally get it but if you do check go out. to making net and check it out because it's yeah. exciting fun man i had started out on a no spoilers no way, man. This is my last chance to see a uh, Skywalker saga movie <laughs> without being spoiled. And now it's like, no way, man. Tell me everything. I want to know it all. <laughs> I know. I want to know that script backwards and forward. I just won't read the last page. <laughs> I always start off how you do and then it goes to shit within a month. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard. It's hard. It's man. so hard, you know. Fuck. Well, what are you, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So that was, that was interesting. I thought, did you see the, uh, the video that Mark Hamill put up? Well, I don't know if he put it up, but he, commented on it it's the first time him and harrison met each other and they did a a read together yeah the screen test man i had seen that before actually uh it's really good do you want to do you want to yeah let's play it it. i I thought i saw it before as well but it wasn't that exact scene that i saw i saw another scene evidently like it became big news because mark hamill tweeted it out but i thought it'd be funny if we play it check it out it's pretty pretty interesting if you haven't heard it or seen it Checks out again. There's no mistake. You can't find Organa Major. I found it. It just isn't there. Organa Major's been destroyed. How young they are. What's left of it's completely contaminated. That's it there. Look at those radiation readouts. I've never seen anything like it. It's impossible. What's going on? The Empire must have gotten here first. The planet's totally... So weird to hear them say different dialogue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. ...ships with more firepower than I've ever seen to do that. If the Empire had a new weapon that could do this, I'd know about it. I'd have heard something. Well, now you know. Enemies on the moon, we haven't much time. God, they were so young and blurry back then. What a different time. And their color was a little off. Their bases are very well hidden. Mark Hamill seems so sullen in this. Yeah! He's like so... I'm surprised he got the role. Step it up, Corvette Summer. Take an impossible chase across the galaxy. Harrison's killing it. Here. Now you're here. Yeah, dude, he's he's crushing it. He's great. You're on your own. I'm on my own. I'll let you off on the nearest. System. That's a carpenter right there, by the way. Mm-hmm. We've come this far. We must find him. Why? Yeah, he, I'm pretty sure he he added the whole whiny thing. Yeah. Well, who's gonna pay me? In the film, he's so confident, like talking back and forth with him. He plays Luke totally different. <laughs> totally different. Yeah. He played Luke yeah. totally different. I'm glad he didn't play him like that. Yeah, it would have yeah. uh, sucked. Yeah, really surprised he got the role yeah. with that. Yeah, because with Harrison well, Ford being just so confident, yeah. you, need, you need a little bit of back and forth. Yeah, yeah exactly. He, he would have just overpowered everything. Faster, more intense would have been better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that the whole gist of it was is they wanted him to be – because you catch the line where – Holy crap, this thing I came here for is gone. Yeah. We don't have the rest of the money we're supposed to get. <laughs> yeah, I think that's away. how they want they how they they wanted him to play it. And he's talked about how he added that whininess to it to make that if it did go anywhere else that he would appear that much more confident because oh, of the, you know the growth from being this whiny little turd. Oh, but gotcha. uh, yeah, man, that's really cool. It was really cool. It's great to see him and it is really weird hearing him talk about different things and different dialogue and yeah what do they call the planet something major organa major or something like that yeah yeah huh. that's what it sounded like to me organa major 
you know, just taking sounds that we hear in other places in the movie and chopping it. That's awesome, though. Yeah, that's really really cool. 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 Did you see the, you know, the old school Star Wars arcade games that are that were out back in the day? Did you see? I'm going to stop you right there. Fucking cool that thing is. Dude, okay, so Arcade One Up, they have been like killing it lately. All right. And so our but my buddy, Tracy Moon, who I was sort of ripping on a couple of weeks ago that he thanked me for, uh, he is in the process of building some of these. And I'll tell you what people are doing. They're taking it an up a notch even from this. Let me explain to you what's going on. So Arcade One Up, you may have seen these like in Walmart. They're small scale arcade games and they're like classic arcade games we got pac-man and stuff like mm-hmm. that and my yeah. my kids the dentist has some of these and what they do is they actually have risers you can get to get them up to standing height okay okay because without with the riser they're only about five feet tall so you take that riser off man you realize they're they're way down there like at, at the dentist office the kids are like kneeling on the ground playing them. Oh, shit. But what it is, it's a it's a scaled down cabinet, arcade cabinet, and uh it's an emulation of like your classic games. And this one that GameStop has taken uh pre orders for for five hundred bucks, by the way. Um it, it's the uh Star Wars A New Hope, Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back, and Star Wars Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. video games. All, all in one. And Dude, it's dope as can be. It's so cool, man. But get this, okay? There's a whole other layer to this, and this is what Tracy tipped me off to. There's a lot of people taking these and building their own machines out of them using like a Raspberry Pi okay, mini computer. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. And they're taking these and turning them into where they have tons of games on them. Oh, shit. Instead of just the thing and then like doing custom cabinets and crazy oh, backlit stuff and they're taking they're gutting it and putting other hardware in it to make it bigger and better. <laughs> but, That's that does it sucks because the artwork for this thing is beautiful. Oh, it looks great. One of it our shirts, fantastic. one of our shirts is based on the old arcade game. Yeah. Which we just put out. Is it, but this is so cool looking and that's the games that we grew up with. Yeah. Yeah. They look great, man. And it's seriously, if you're at a Walmart, go check them out. Not they won't have the Star Wars one, but they'll have other similar ones just to get an idea of what you're talking about here. Mm-hmm. It is really cool. Yeah, I want one for the game room here so bad, man. Yeah, so man. Bad. That'd be that amazing. would be that would be neat. I mean, because one of the things that I've seen guys are doing with these is they're taking the fact that it's a small scale custom building a cabinet that's full scale mm-hmm. and putting all the gear back in maybe with a slightly bigger monitor, but people are buying up these old uh, CRTs that are, you know, the cathode ray tube right. monitors to put in these things because that's what they look like. Oh yeah. That makes sense. And so suddenly, man, if you've got a big old turd TV, you've been hiding in the basement. Can't cause you know, you don't know where to get rid of it at. Yeah. <laughs> Wait about another six months and sell it to a nerd. Yeah, that's true. I wish I could do shit like that. I'm not inclined to make video games or something. You know who is? Haas. Haas is really good at that kind of shit. Dude, that's yeah, I'm I'm good at that stuff. Oh, Tracy's yeah, on me. Sure He's are. like, just don't do it. Just don't. <laughs> don't start down that road, man. Oh, it's I'm a sure. dirty dark road. Oh man. But 
but yeah, with, with from the electronics and the building perspective, that's what I'm I'm good at. But this is definitely worth a look. And if any of my friends want to get one, get one, and I'll come over. And if anybody get one. wants me to be their friend, and I feel like I seem like I'm on the fence about wanting to be your friend, get one of these, and it'll seal the deal. I'm gonna buy one then, and you gotta fly down here. I will for that. Just for that, I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> well, that's pretty much all the Star Wars stuff, right? Yeah, man. I think that's about it. It's been pretty slow other than the Jason Ward stuff. There's some other little sidelines. Like they started um, they started the scoring for The Mandalorian. Mm, I saw that. Twice. And the stuff like that. So that that just tells you the thing's done. It's oh, sitting it's done, there ready, yeah. ready, to, ready to eat. It's oh. just they're, they're sprinkling on the the glaze right now so it's it's in the can Boo, so hopefully re- boo's got to report back to us after d23 oh i, I better have some shit to report <laughs> i know that's all i gotta tell you i know i know it all right let's get into some pop culture breakdown and that's gonna start with mr struthers's review of the last episode of stranger things now we can talk about the last episode and spoil the shit out of it because Eric has seen it. So, Eric, what did you think of the last episode? And was it what you wanted to see culminate? Man, it, it was a pretty much a perfect ending to the season. And there's some things like instantly on the buzzkill when the, the whole... And you, I was kind of waiting to see what was going to happen with the shortwave radio since you played your hand and hit me off to the fact that there's something about that was important but it was, but, also, it was you know, but it was cool though right oh it was absolutely cool so they had the the big duet of never-ending story yes. and it ruled it ruled and of course i was then i was also like there's no way that thing has a bandwidth to get to where they could sing simultaneously <laughs> of course you would yeah because they couldn't i'm just telling you they couldn't <laughs> Get a life nerd. It would have been one of them could have sung along with the other, but that would have sounded late to the other person. But the but, but the Russians having a, a full base and a and a research development uh, thing, you know, under a mall in the middle of America is completely. But, okay. but here, when, I, when hey, you guys said that, when you guys said that, that I was, was think, real. I was thinking. <laughs> hold on, I was thinking about that. The reason they had that is because of the portal. They built the mall to do the distraction because the portal was already there. Yeah, no, I know. So that I, was the whole this, the whole thing. It wasn't like the mall was there and they were down. No, there. I know they that. were already down there. Yeah, no, but 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 they built like way oh, yeah, down yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. a ridiculous. full facility, yeah. able to hide. Yeah, you know, there's got to be dozens of of Russian uh, operatives there. You know, and none of them spoke English. You so. know who was there? Uh, Red Sparrow. Red, yeah, she probably was. Yeah, Black Widow's rolling around. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about the Russians. Okay. Yes, please. I I cannot think of the one dude's name. The sort of like the primary guy. The Alexi Drago. Alexi. Yeah. 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 Drago. Drago. It's Uh, Alexi. Okay, Alexi. That that Hopper kept getting into fights with. Oh yeah. Right, over and oh over. no 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 the no, Arnold Schwarzenegger no. dude yeah uh, I oh the Terminator either. oh yeah, yeah Terminator. that guy yeah. was the shit he's yeah, a super yeah. soldier for real yeah I don't know his yeah. name Drago it, so Drago. so okay here's the deal Hopper at the end presumed dead right and I say presumed because everybody he's dead 
he's gone. It's and it's sad and it's a tearjerker and the way they handle the wrap up with Eleven and all that. So good. So, so very good. But here's the deal. The mid credit scene tells you that he's alive. That's right. It's and it's not just because all oh, the the there wouldn't have it, it's there for a reason. OK, that's right. Exactly. But here's why I'm going to tell you I'm positive that he's alive is when they go to the cell to get somebody to throw to the Demogorgon coming out of there. They go to the one cell and the guy says, no, no, not the American. Mm -hmm. And they go to another one. Oh, big deal. So it means there's an American in there, right? Here's the thing. That guy, Drago, (laughs) refers to him as the American over and over and over. True. In this season. True. And in that last episode, when they get down to the landing from the mall in the, you know, the seven mile elevator ride, the first thing he says is the American. The That's American. Good take, man. I haven't heard that or read that anywhere yet. That's a great and take. That's why they called him, said that. Because yeah. otherwise it would have been just as easy to say, no, not him get somebody else but no no, not the american it's hopper and it's hopper and and so what i was trying to look at then is the guy they did grab was he somebody from that end scene that we see whenever they send the 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 portal making machine into the hypercritical overdrive and it it disintegrates people because what i'm assuming happened is that whatever that was hopper got sucked through it and ended up there. And so yeah, did the, is the guy that, that they threw to that Demi Gorgon. Somebody from is, there. Was he from there also? But yeah, I didn't. I, I ain't got time for that. Yeah. But but yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you. It, it, it The only way that that could not be him. Is if between right now and when the next season does come out. They change their minds on the fact that that was him. Because they wrote that scene. To to tell us that was him in there, mm-hmm. yeah. hands down. I agree. So, but I got to tell you, man, that last episode <laughs> it was so anxiety producing, <laughs> and it took but a plus, fantastic, and I I was blown away by this season. Oh, that's and great. The funniness of of some of the stuff sprinkled in with just the intense, oh God, please, oh man, <laughs> moments. It it was so well done. It was it, great to see the team helping out Eleven at the end of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought it was cool, too, man, that suddenly she's not this all-powerful being that mm-hmm. makes it hard to ride a challenge for. That's true. Figure see, out why she lost the powers, too. Yeah. Now, something that, uh, that I'm sure there's no parallel that we could come up with in any other fandoms that we like. But to see somebody like Billy, who had done all these heinous things, obviously he's under the influence of some other dark force, Mm -hmm. do all these heinous things. But then at the zero hour, when it really counts, is reminded of where he came from, and he resists it in an effort to save the good side, leading to his own demise. But he yeah. does a good thing. He does. If only I could think of some other area of fandom <laughs> where something exactly like those words that I just said could possibly happen. Mm. That would be like if Billy would have killed his sister, though, and then somehow saved the rest of the group. Would we still think no. that he was redeemed? 
Well, I, in a way, that would be the same. But it, Billy killed his parents, just like he killed, just like whoever we may or may not. No, be he talking didn't. About. Billy he didn't kill his dad. parents. He killed the girl's parents, the lifeguard's parents. Yeah, he didn't kill his parents. His no, no, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure the implication that his, that their parents were gone too. I don't think so. Uh, looks like we may have to watch it again. His, I think his mom is dead. I think his mom is dead, and he still has his dad. And mm-hmm. and then Max's mom. Yeah. Yes. They're still together. That's I, what I, I mean. I'm talking about those two. Yeah, I don't think they're... No, no, they're alive. Yeah. He, he, he killed the... Lifeguard. His co-workers. His co-workers' parents. Yeah. He knew no, no, right. I got that. Because that, yeah. they were at their house and the whole yeah. thing, and Max mm-hmm. and the, them came over. But, I mean, I would just assume that those, those would be his first targets. They're right there. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. not. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, and I mean, part of this is because of what we do on this show and just how we look at fandoms. One part of me wants to just not overthink it and just watch it and be surprised. But when we see the scene where Eleven is on the beach for the first time mm-hmm. and she sees the mom and she sees the kid with the surfboard and then we figure out that it's Billy, I'm like, okay, this is going to somehow explain <laughs> how billy ended up being the the butt for that he is dick yeah yeah and and this this scene is going to be important somehow because you know you don't just have unless it's poor poor writing you don't just have some major thing like that and then just have it not not show up again. yeah it was well done but it's definitely well done but yeah super well done and god dude the never-ending story i couldn't believe how happy that made me me too me too yeah it made me happy and how i forgot about it like I forgot yeah. about that, how big that was in my life mm-hmm. and how yeah. big that movie was for me in my life. Yeah. And I'm watching this great documentary on CNN called The Movies. Yes. And it breaks down every decade. And we're in the 80s and I was and so many great films that were so important to me that I completely have skipped over in my head. And I'm, I, I skipped the song. What's that? I skipped the song. I'll kill you. All right, Skips. Here skip. we go. You like, wanted yep. to be called Skips. I was like, look at you taking time. the moment from Struthers. Wasting Skippity Skips time. over here. You're too busy in your sex capades. <laughs> <laughs> Please continue, sir. Please continue. Yeah, I was, anyway, I, I was really I'll, happy, I'll, Eric. I'll, yeah, I'm, I really dug it, man. And I appreciate you guys having the patience to let me get through. I wanted to send in a message last week, and I just ran out of time. But um, man, oh, man, what a ride. Can't wait for the next one, man. Hopefully, there's two more. Uh, there's rumors that they're trying to break it. There's one more. That's the rumor. But oh, I, I think there's only going to be one. I think I think we're going to catch them in high school, and I think that'll be it. I think Netflix will pressure them to do two because it's just broke forty million households as yeah, of right now. And it's there. And I, I was at Target the other day. It's shit everywhere. They have water bottles everywhere. They have different man. shit. Yeah. So I think they're going to force them to do two, even if it has to be shorter, maybe six yeah. episodes a season. They're going to try to break it down. They're going to try to Game of Thrones it. Yeah, because they they can't follow them for much longer. They can't go to college and shit. You know, and plus what what's her, uh, you know the other people are leaving. Uh, the the older siblings, mm-hmm. the older siblings, they're going to be gone eventually. They'll be eventually. doing their own shit. Yeah. yeah. Wait till the last episode, and we're going to see fandom write petitions because right. it wasn't good enough. Demagogian yeah. wasn't big enough. Or let something. it let yeah. it be fair. Yeah. Just ruin things. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you liked it, buddy. I, yeah, I really, really glad. really glad you liked it, and I cannot wait for the next season to start. We're gonna probably have to wait till next Fourth of July. They'll probably pick another holiday. I think Christmas. I yeah, think, I think they called it and they said that that's when. It's oh, is that right? That'd be cool. I think because she's gonna come back to town to visit. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And so is Will, right? Yep. And that's when shit's going. It down. Sucks. I'm busy next Christmas with Star Wars. Ha! 
Damn it. You'll make some time. Yeah. Well, I will. Dude, I don't know if I could fit that in because I'm going to have Star Wars and Cats. Yep. Oh, Cats. And cats. cats. Oh, no, that's no, no, Lord, no. <laughs> that's this Christmas, man. Oh, thank God. <laughs> let me let me mark that down in my calendar. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day, Eric, you took it away. If you wouldn't have stumbled on your words, man, Damn you would have been. I'm not going to stumble in editing. Yeah. That, that'll, that'll, <laughs> that'll, that'll, right flow, that'll flow like everything else <laughs> I do. <laughs> the power. That'll, yep. that'll be dance, perfect. puppets, dance. <laughs> That's right. Well, this is sucks that we're going into this, but we need to do a moment of sound. Yes. Luckily, we haven't done a moment of sound in a long time. Yeah. Uh, this one for Rugger Hauer who you all might know from some crazy movies, especially in fandom, like Batman Begins, Sin City, Lady Hawk for you 80s fans, The Hitcher, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and TV shows like Smallville and Alias. But you will probably remember him in his iconic role as Roy Batty in The Blade Runner. There is a perfect scene in Blade Runner. So I think we should do a moment of sound. Rudger Hauer, rest in peace, buddy. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tenhauser Gate. All those moments will be lost in time. Like tears in rain. Time to die. There you have it. Great role for him in Blade Runner. Great scene. Um, if you haven't seen Blade Runner, something wrong with you. You should definitely check mm-hmm. it out. Yeah, really. It's a great film. Even the, the last one that came out. Yes. Less than I went and saw it in it IMAX, solid. and it yeah. was solid, man. It was beautifully done. So that's that. De Niro, DiCaprio, Marty Scorsese are joining forces, and they are making a film together. Deadline reported this week. De Niro is Scorsese's most frequent collaborator, and DiCaprio is his second most frequent collaborator. So they're going to all just end up being in one film together. An adaptation of the nonfiction book by David Graham, Killers of the Flower Moon, tells the true crime story of multiple murders of members of the Osage Indian tribe in the 1920s Oklahoma that occurred after they found oil on their lands. A final budget being approved, they are clearing schedules for a movie that should be in production by the middle of next year. Sounds interesting. We'd love to see. <laughs> Please, no coughing on this podcast. We'd love to see those three collaborate together in a period piece from the 20s. That's something we haven't seen. And this from, is a true crime story. True so crime is, story, nonfiction. Yeah. And who better? And by the way, the trailer for The Irishman dropped today. Looks fantastic. Looks really good on Netflix. I want to see it in the theater. I think it's going to be released in a theater for a couple of days. So I'm definitely going to. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to do that because I have a kid, but <laughs> it looks really good. It looks like a typical Scorsese film, and that's De Niro, that's Pacino, and that's Harvey Keitel, and that's Joe Pesci, I mm-hmm. believe, mm-hmm. all in this thing. And it's about Jimmy Hoffa. Yep. Maybe you should see it at home, and then when it comes out in the theaters, go see it because remember Triple Frontier. Yeah, but that wasn't directed by Scorsese. I'm just saying it, it was. Ah, uh, you know, yeah, you're right. It may not be a bomb. 
No, it's not going to be a bomb. Scorsese may not. Maybe. It's not going to be a bomb. It's not going to be a bomb. We have a voicemail from our boy Jim, who does the impersonations, and he has a suggestion for Trailer Trashed. I wanted to start by first complimenting King Tom's, Eric Struthers impersonation. Actually sounded like Eric Struthers doing a King Tom impersonation, so (laughs) mad props. I started listening to the Bad Motivators. Nice. Family-oriented Bad Motivators. I think it was eight minutes into the first episode where one one of the co-hosts compared if they made a a bad Star Wars movie, they'd still watch it, but it'd be like uh, jerking off and crying. I was like, well, thank goodness it's not that family-oriented. Goodness. Definitely and it not. took the episode seven to you talked about uh, Eric and bestiality with the giraffe and uh, Ooh, on Mothman. God. So, you know. <laughs> God bless him uh, for backlogging. That's for sure. So I had a, yet another movie for to recommend for Trailer Trash. I, I would be shocked. I'll be beside myself if somebody's actually seeing this. And you'd be the first that I've ever been able to talk to about this movie or somebody to see. But it's called The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Now, that's a pretty ridiculous title, but the cast is ridiculous. All-star cast. And it's really the first superhero movie because they got a guy that's so strong, he looks like three pirate ships up out of the water by, with anchors and, and spin him, uh, spins them around. And there's a guy that's so fast, he has to wear weighted damn cannonballs chained to his legs to slow him down. There's another guy that can put a bullseye from halfway across the world. Really stellar, far-out, trippy, nightmare-fuel movie. I highly recommend it. I don't think you guys are ready for it, but uh, Bonesaw is ready. Oh, yeah, I got you for three minutes. Three minutes of playtime. Wow. Jiminy Crickets, he's, like, he... Like hides it, you know. Like he's not gonna do it. Yeah, and then he just comes strong. Then just whips it out, Ooh. sneaks it in, just sneaks, sneaks it, it in, in. <laughs> sneaks it in. Thank you, buddy. This is interesting because I have seen parts of Adventures of Baron Munchausen, but I couldn't get through all of it, and I tried multiple times. I don't know, Eric. Have you seen Baron Munchausen? I have not, man. I have not seen that. I have. You have. Okay. Okay. Let's. What, are you a fan of this? Is it, do you recommend this or what? Is this another one where you're trying to watch Skinamax and your mom comes in? No, I actually watched. Wow, yeah. No, I've actually watched uh, The Adventures of Bear Munchausen. and it was actually pretty cool. It looks pretty cool. Jim's coming up with some deep cuts. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'll say Monty Python movie. Um, I'll try watching like because I have some time, <laughs> so I'll try watching a little bit of it. But I don't know if I can do it. But I appreciate it, Jim. Less you don't even remember any of it, do you? Yeah, I do. I remember a couple of scenes. There's a scene where uh, the fast guy has to catch a bullet, like a musket shot, okay. and he takes off running. And yeah, just the shot's coming toward Baron Munchausen, and he's got to run it down. Again, thanks, my man. We really appreciate it, Jim. Keep them coming. An email from Chad. Les, you want to read the emails tonight? Sure, why not? Go ahead. Araj, keep your head up. Mr. Fresh either doesn't know what he's talking about or Ooh. he's doing it wrong. I have six kids. 17 years old, down to my five-year-old, Anakin Michael. Oh, Anakin Michael, sweet. And in my 40 years of not letting my geekdom go, I have at most missed a fandom event by a week at most. Do all the shits and enjoy. All I got to say is I agree with King Tom. Can't listen to someone else read me a book. I need all that in my own head. 
Keep up the good shit, Sizzler. Sith stirs. Sith stirs. Sizzler. Seafood salad. Sith stirs. Always <laughs> entertaining. Thank you, Chad. I will uh, keep my head up and I will not listen to Mr. Fresh <laughs> because he told me that my life is over mm. from here on out. So I will not listen to him. It's, a, it's a different life now. It is. Your life is transformed. It's the facts of life. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. You take the good, you take the bad. Mrs. Garrett. I had a crush on Mrs. Garrett. I can't say I had really? a crush. No, not really. Ah, I'm kidding. Ah, Absolutely oh not. God. I just thought it'd be... At the time, I had a... Okay, this is a great question for you. Oh, no. 80s, 80s people. And Boo should know some of the, the actresses and characters for Perhaps. Facts of Life. Were you a Blair or a Joey or a Tootie? Okay, I don't think you could do that. Why not? We were young at that no, time. No, but I don't think you can throw Kim Fields in there because Kim Fields wasn't Kim Fields in Living Single. I didn't say Living Single. I'm saying Facts of Life, Kim but Fields. But that's what I'm saying. Kim no, Fields. Take that. Just take Facts of Life. She wasn't that. I'm not that bringing level. in Living Single. I'm no, saying, that's what I'm saying. You just have to go Blair and Joe. You can't. No, like what? Why? I'm saying in that era. Living single wasn't on he, when you were. What a he's kid. saying is, we were young. She yes. was young, but yes. older than us still. That's right. So that would be just the prime girl to have a crush on when you're. That's a kid. right. So out of those three, which one? Don't think of living. I'm trying to tell you right now. Nothing about Kim Fields in Facts of Life had crush written all over That's it in any true. way, shape, shape roller, or skates. Form. roller skates. Roller oh, skates. I totally socks. disagree. Roller oh, skates. What? High Both of you, are you guys kidding Kim me? Kim Fields was two D was my jam. Roller skates. High Scott, high socks, braces. You yes. guys are tripping. And when I was a kid, no way. Can, okay, can somebody do me a favor? Who? But, okay, but, could, can you but, pull up an image was, of of them on the screen so I could actually? I was see in a Joe. They are. I was in a. Joe. Were you in a Joe? You looked up Kim yeah. Fields. I don't know what she wrote. One is which? Kim Fields. She black, wrote a motorcycle. <laughs> I didn't fucking. Yeah, know Joe wrote a motorcycle. That's true. Joe is a. Yeah, you have it right there. It's, Joe is okay, a boss. So which, which one's which? So Kim Fields. Blair's the blonde. Blair's the blonde. Okay. Joe is the one that looks. Joe's like a, the tomboy. Looks like a dude. So and then, and then Kim, Kim Fields, Fields is, is, is. That explains why Strothers is into her. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that, Eric. Okay. I was just helping so, yeah, you out. That's Blair. Okay. Joe and then Tootie. I was neither of them. Okay. At all. None of those three. Side note. None of those three. Let's let's see if we keep this segment in this in this podcast. And if we do, you're welcome. Why aren't we talking about the rival show? Which one was that? Family Ties. That was Family Ties came after Facts did, of Life. Did, how far after did that Probably, come? Probably, I would say, three years after. Yeah, well, whatever. I mean, it might have been still on, but, you know, it was Facts of Life was first. Okay. Facts of Life was a spinoff of the Jeffersons, if I'm not mistaken. Mrs. Garrett was in the Jeffersons. Not Jeffersons, no, I'm no, sorry. No. In, um, um, all in the Family. All, no, not All in the Family. Different Strokes. Different Strokes. Arnold Drummond. Oh, geez. Mrs. Garrett started off in there, I believe, hmm. um, and then went from there. And they did crossovers because I remember Arnold and Tootie had a little interaction. <laughs> All right, what you talking about, Willis? Oh, well played. <laughs> let's get into comic book, TV, movie news. Oh, something that actually matters. Okay, great. We are doing a podcast. Thank you. Kevin Fuge thinks Scarlet Witch could have beaten Thanos's ass on her own. Speaking with comic book, just. Speaking with comicbook.com just after Comic-Con, Vijay spoke a bit about the upcoming slate of projects and gave a shout out to Wanda Maximoff, 
a.k.a. Scarlet Witch, is going to be co-headlining the WandaVision Disney Plus series and appearing in a supporting role in 2021's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. He pretty much said this, Wanda Maximoff, who is probably near the upper echelon of power, I contend she would have taken down Thanos if he hadn't called the army. Les, I want your reaction to this. Could have Scarlet Witch beaten Thanos' ass. MCU Scarlet Witch? Yeah. For sure. MCU Scarlet Witch. Marvel Marvel Cinematic Universe Scarlet Witch, for sure. Uh, She was holding her own. She was basically holding them off. If it wasn't and for the army, killing the vision at the same time. So like she basically stomped him in his tracks and that was her just in blind, you know, I don't want to do this. Uh, she probably didn't get a chance in, in game. She was, she was definitely uh, doing the anime fighting thing where she was more dramatic than just more action. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But ultimately see what sucks now is she's going to be in this Dr. Strange movie and in the books, Dr. Strange has trained her. Oh, and she's reached other levels of like her power, like deeper, deeper levels of it. And we I don't think they're going to have I mean, I'm sure they'll bring someone out that is probably just as powerful as Thanos, but we won't get the full her versus Thanos alone. Okay, okay. I just wanted to I saw that headline. I was like, oh, that's pretty provocative and interesting. Let me ask our comic book. Yeah, she other than Thor showing up in, in Infinity War. At, with uh, Stormbreaker, she changed the whole bat- tide of the battle. Yeah. Both of them did. It's interesting that Feige, uh, VGA as we call him, um, w- is probably like getting people ready for her to be pretty predominant in her powers in the yeah. next couple of years. Yes. And that's why he even made this quote. So pretty interesting. New Gods. Now, this is something we talked about really briefly a couple of weeks ago, but Ava DuVernay wants to get her new gods movie right so she's making sure to bring in some experts now those ex- experts are people that are like historians and experts of jack kirby yes. who started a new gods so i thought this was great news coming out of the dc camp uh for this and new gods was something kirby created in the 70s mm-hmm. bringing a team of people very familiar with his work is a really smart move by duvernay and a great move by dc i uh, thought you guys might want to talk about this a little bit New Gods is something that they're going to go with. It's not their version of Avengers, obviously, but it's something in the cosmic world. But what this does do is if they ever do a shared universe or anything like that, we have the groundwork for Darkseid. No, don't even say that because I also read that Darkseid is going to be in this New Gods. Well, then there it is. He's there. He's there. They bring in... They bring in... Who was, I, oh, I'm going to say this and people are going to be like, what the fuck, Les? That's Thanos. What that's, the fuck, Les? There's Thanos. You know what I mean? Like, and he looks like Thanos. Well, that's the point. That, Darkseid was around first. Someone told Stan Lee, if you're going to rip somebody off and create someone, you might as well rip off Darkseid. And that's how Thanos was created. How dare you talk about Stan Lee like that? And, well, fine. And they all did it, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, everybody I'm, took it. I'm sure Stan Lee probably would say he did yeah, it. And he's all, I, no, he totally admitted that. That's yeah. what he said. Someone told him, hey, if you're gonna do it, this is who you're gonna. This is the guy you rip off. So, yeah, uh, that's great. If they bring Darkseid in, that I, is. I love how she's very awesome. experts in in the field as well. Oh well, Ava DuVernay is a filmmaker. She is, and she doesn't do anything else other than that. She's going to make a great film. So, yeah, love it. I love how DC is doing this. By the way, they're they're not. That means we can get Mister Miracle. You're Mr. Miracle right now. Yep. <laughs> Big Barda. Beating the beaties, Ooh. bro. 
beating the Vedas. Yeah, I can't wait to make that shirt. Like and my then, head uh, is, my head's got all kinds of ideas. And then it's and and, and Granny, uh, <laughs> Granny, what? What is it? Granny, um, panties. No, 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 no. The Granny, the the the, the one that that tortured Mister Mister Miracle and made him run away. And then and then Big Barda left her. Oh, I know. Fuck, what's uh, her name? I only know Orion, Big Barda, Mister Miracle. Oh yeah, Orion's the shit too. <laughs> dark side. Mm. I'll show you dark side. Oh yuck. We have an email from OG Rob. Uh oh. Go ahead, Mister Gonzalez. Greetings, Sith List. First of all, I was kind of taken aback by the levels of depravity the podcast sinks rises to when Eric's not around. Oh, what? Rises, it rises, rises to, to. I like that. If yeah. King Tom wasn't on live last week, I'm not sure what would have happened. Bras on your head, trying to recreate Kelly Brock from a Kelly LeBrock from a doll. From my heart and from my hands, <laughs> I don't know. What people understand? Weird signs. Weird signs. Thanks, Eric, for providing the group with at least a hint of a moral compass. So I know you're coming up. You are coming up with your ring walk-up music, so I wanted to throw out some suggestions. I just got back from three weeks in Seattle, so I have so all these, so I have all these Emerald City. I have all these, all of these have an Emerald City theme. I'll leave it to you to figure out why I picked these. Okay, for Eric, Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix. Ooh, great! Pride song of Garfield song. High, uh, Garfield High, along with Quincy Jones. Mm, I could see Eric Pride of uh, Pride of Garfield High. <laughs> I could see Eric as uh, uh, Voodoo Child being his song. It's a great, great For jam. less, Posse on Broadway by oh, Sir Mix-a-Lot. Oh, shit. I once sat next to him at, a, at the Red Lobster in Federal Way. Very nice guy. Good, good song. Ninaraj, Hunger Strike by Temple of the Dog. Too obvious to go with the Pearl Jam song. Thanks, buddy. Boo, this was a tough one. <laughs> I thought about Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, or even Magic Man by Heart. But in the end, only one tune stood out for you. Songbird by Kenny G. <laughs> <laughs> Another graduate wow. of the famed jazz program at Garfield. Oh, Kenny. All right, guys. That is, that is a jammer. Keep yeah. up the good work on the show and shepherding all of us nerds and geeks through this never-ending story. Ah, uh, full circle. Eric, so happy you got through Stranger Things 3. Oh, one last thing. Hey, Les, are you ghosting me? <laughs> I text you to meet up for a drink or lunch and I get crickets. Aww. If this is part of your new healthy lifestyle, then cool. I can support it. We could always hit up Soup Plantation, just not the buffet. Catch you guys soon. Solid email. I am. How are you ghosting OG Rob? I am not ghosting you, Rob. Oh my god, he gets the beat. Matter of factly, uh, it's just been a real tough uh, couple of days this week. Man, I I was just I was like I got to hit up Rob, man. He hit me up. Yeah, we're supposed to go get tacos. Mm -hmm. I hope healthy. He supports me in my taco. uh, If I'm gonna cheat on my diet, it's gonna be with tacos. Simple as that. Now, okay, Rob, I'm glad you sent this as email because last week I told the guys our music minute this week is going to be what we pick for our walk-up music. And when I say walk-up music, I'm talking about if we were fighting at like boxing or MMA coming through the, the tunnel and having the crowd go crazy or, or being in a baseball team and walking up to the plate and having that walk-up music that the players get to pick. So I decided to ask these guys what their walk-up musics would be, so walk-up songs. I will go with Eric. I know you know what they are. What would be your walk-up songs? It could be, you guys could give me a couple if you want. Okay. Well, so I, I couldn't pin this down to one, man. And honestly, I was surprised by what I instantly wanted to go to. But I chose like a rotation of three. Okay. Now, the first one is Ready For It by Taylor Swift. And unless you've heard it, you I've like heard whatever, it. Whatever it is, dude, pretty, it's pretty a crazy. banger, man. It, it might as well be a metal song. 
it's it's this yeah uh my other two and this was the first one i thought of actually was um wax ecstatic by sponge It was a huge deal in the 90s, man, with this just nasty repeating guitar thing. It starts out and, and the drums kicking in. It just sounds like, all right, somebody's coming in here to kick my ass is what it, you know, it's what it brings to mind. Right. And then my last one. I realize, oh, you pick three, you buttholes, you can't follow the rules. But it's just I, I felt strongly enough about that. But my last one was um, something that I hadn't thought about in a long time. And it just hit me when I was actually trying to plan something for church earlier in the year. And that was <laughs> Get Free by The Vines. If yeah. The the beginning where it's like and he's been in the note out of tune over and over. Dude, it's it's like metal without actually being metal. But and, Eric, uh, yeah. do, do you agree with Get Free? Doesn't it sound very Nirvana? Um yeah. yeah I remember I at the time I loved the song and I was like, wow, yeah. these guys are influenced by Kurt. You can tell it from, from start to finish. And I was excited about that. I was like this is great. This is cool. But I, I haven't heard it in so long when you when you said it right. And I was like, oh, man, that's right. That was the song that sounded like Nirvana, which is really cool. It's a great song. It's a great song. Yeah, it, it's it's neat, man. Good and three. Boy, those dudes were angry. If you ever get in an MMA fight, I, if I were you, I'd pick the Taylor song because you'd come out so excited. You'd beat some ass. Oh, I can tell you that. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> so the guy'd be like, if the guy'd be like, "What's that against my leg?" It's a wrench. Shut up. Yeah, <laughs> it's a wrench. What is that? Is that chapstick? Les, what is your? Oh, you go straight to me. I was gonna throw it to Boo, but you throw it to Boo. It's fine. Yeah, come back to me. Okay, I'm like sure there's I have a couple. I have a couple. So if it was, if it was, you know, you know, I'm walking up to the plate, just coming out of, you know, what is it on deck circle? It would have to be "Slow Ride" by Foghat. Good song. Love that classic. Song. I love that song so much. Hey, take it easy, bro. <laughs> uh, and then uh and then if i was walking into the ring for an mma fighter you know a boxing match or something like that kenny g they have remembered yeah exactly no uh it would have to be hell's bells oh that's see because such a good song yeah see because i get a feeling of like you know, like like Charlotte said, somebody's gonna come kick my ass. I get a feeling of like a storm is coming. Mm-hmm. You hear you hear the fucking bells. You know, fucking get inside, lock the doors, because something bad's coming. Something's coming for you. Sescapades are starting. That's damn right, damn right. So yes, yeah, so I, I I always get that feeling of like, oh shit, it's fucking going down. It's interesting you said that because the Detroit Red Wings in the late '90s and early 2000s, when they had their run in hockey, when they would go on the power play, 
Hell's Bells would start, and oh. the crowd would freak oh, out. Fuck. And I, I went to a game at the Joe Louis Arena once, and they played, man, goosebumps all over my body. Um, cra- that's a great pick. All right, Gonzalez. All right, well, I'm going to do the three-song thing, too, because it's just awesome. I got three songs, too. Yeah. Wait, do uh, I? Yeah, I do. If I'm walking, if, okay, if I'm walking up on deck circle, first song is Hard in the Paint by Waka Flocka Flame. I go hard in them. Waka Flocka. Simple as that. It just says exactly what it is. Hard in your pants. What did you say? Hard in the paint. Don't do Hard it. in the pain. Don't do it. Um, now coming down for like a like boxing or MMA. Uh, there's a song by Outkast called "Return of the Gangsta." Mm. It's called "Return of the G," and the intro alone is just. long and you know that's what you want so like yeah hell's bells it's like real quiet you know what i mean and you get that tone uh and then thirdly i'm just walking up i feel pretty oh so pretty yeah if people see me coming down the street it's probably gonna (laughs) oh god (laughs) that was funny what song (laughs) oh you threw me off dude uh Hmm. He just totally <laughs> threw me off with that, dude. Um, that's what my purpose was. It, I, well, you know, you want to think you're cool and everything, but it would probably be "We Will Rocky" by Queen. I mean, that's I that's mean, great. I can okay, but, that. but wait a minute. If if we have like a walking song, walking down the street, Ooh. what's the one in Saturday Night Fever when you see John Travolta staying alive? That that would be my fucking walking Ooh. song. I fuck that scene. I'm like, God damn, that's fucking awesome. That's, that's how I would want to walk out of my Should house. Should we pick like all of those? Like, you Iconic know, when you're, uh, mm-hmm. what is it? Like, you know, when you first walk into the door to hang out with everybody and you have your own intro song when you knock yes, on the door and they ex- open the door. That's what you. it would fucking be. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And then, dude, and then I know what Robin Williams would be like, I have arrived. Yeah. Go ahead, Eric. Dude, you... a, a killer one for that would be Mother by Dancing. Oh, I was thinking about that for today. Uh, Mother would be good. Oh, I Just the beginning? That's... Yes. God, it's a great oh, song. That's a good song. I Mine would be Stink Fist Ooh. by Ooh. Tool. Ooh. The intro is just ridiculous. Tom Sawyer by Rush. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. Intro to that one would be fantastic. And my third one. No, but which one's which? Well, uh, for the fighting, like I'm a boxer, would be Stink Fist. Okay. Tom Sawyer would be baseball. All right. And then the third one. You're walking down the street. You're you're, you're about that to walk be, through the door. And we're in Paris. By Kanye, oh, okay. Kanye and Jay Z. That's pretty. The sick. intro and that entire mm-hmm. song. I want to just fight people when I hear that song. 
<laughs> I swear to God. Right, Les? I always say that. Yeah, I that's your love, mosh pit yeah, song. Yeah. I fucking love that song. Yeah. The intro to that song. <laughs> oh, the whole thing. And it just lasts. Yeah. That's pretty sick. That album is the shit. It's a great album. That album is the shit. It's a great album. So that those are our uh, picks. Those were that was the the music minute this week. We decided to go in a different route, um, but yeah, pretty cool, man. Great choices, guys. Great choices. And lastly, we're gonna talk. We haven't talked about this. Lastly, we're gonna talk some Walking Dead news, and we're gonna do it real quick because we skipped over it mm-hmm. for the San Diego Comic Con. But there's some points that I want to talk about, and there's very important points. And I know some people have stopped watching it, uh, but it's still a big part of pop culture, and it's not going away. As much as we thought it was going away, it's definitely not going away, and it's doubling down, by the way. Mm-hmm. So here's some bullet points from what happened at San Diego Comic-Con. The Walking Dead comic is done. Yes. It came to an abrupt end, mm. and out of nowhere. I think and, it's issue number 193. And Kirkman and had it. an issue, and our boy and our great friend, Andrew Medina, had just finished reading it today, and he said Kirkman put a whole thing at the end of it saying why he finished. Pretty much said, I'm out of, I'm out of ideas, I'm out of storyline. And I don't want yeah. to keep this going just because. Wow. So out of respect to the fans, I'm going to stop the comic. Kudos for that. It sold out and then they re they had to like re up because everybody's like, oh shit, this is real. Like, yeah, this is for real. So now the like, you know, collectors that are basically scalpers went and just bought the bought whole all damn of them. thing up. I know. Yeah. And the next thing was creators have confirmed three Rick Grime movies that will be in theaters, by the way. So this is very interesting. So I don't know if they're going to be in theaters first for, for a week or so, or are they going to just be in theaters for a good run? But three Rick Grime movies are coming out. Th- those were good experience. When we went and did the Survival Sunday, that, that was, was a awesome. pretty solid experience. It was very, very cool. I, I could do that again. I love watching it in a movie theater. I thought it was great. Season 10 trailer looked really interesting, and it will be Denia Guerrera, her last. Mm-hmm. But it looks like she'll be in those Rick Grime films. So we're not going to lose her for sure. So Michonne... This is the last season for me, Sean. Obviously, she's got all kinds of stuff coming around the bend because she is a great actress. So she is She leaving. is busy. But the character that plays Maggie, I forgot her name, her show got canceled. Lauren Cohan. Lauren Cohan's show got canceled on ABC because it looked like a pile of shit. Yes. It lasted like two weeks. I think they're negotiating to bring her back because she needs- Wait, wait, wait a minute. I would be like, you're gone. No, but the storyline's still out there. Uh, I'm, no, no, no. I Boo, mean, do you ever catch up to this? No, that's why I've been oh, rather quiet. I'd be a yeah, tad bit vindictive if I well, were producers. Me too. I would be vindictive as well. As be like, so well, somebody's coming back with their tail. Well, Michonne the leaving. They're going to need somebody, an old guard. To true, step in. true. But still, yeah. both of them are both of them are rather well, not desperate, but both of them are looking at each other like they need each other. It's not somebody's like I'm here to help you. No, we're here to help each other. Yeah, so, that's true. You know. We we got we got some shit to hash out. Don't cross boo. Next, creators are saying that the end is not near for the TV series, and not only is it not near, they have another show coming out mm-hmm. that I saw a trailer for. It looks totally different than anything that we've seen. It has to do with everything that's going on around the world during that same time. And you know what? That's and they're fine. all young kids in it, that's, which is that, cool. That's great. It looked kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. And they're talking about a Negan spinoff. So they're doubling down. They're not going anywhere. AMC is is still pretty, uh, what's the word, committed to having Walking Dead as their major show. Well, to be honest, that's not the only show they have, but it is the biggest show. Yeah, it still gets. And everything else that they have on on their network kind of pales in comparison. Except for Breaking Bad reruns. Well, yeah, but that's, and that show's dead. Mad Men reruns. Yeah, but that show's over, yeah, too. But they have other shows that are solid. Solid, yes, but anything that... Yeah, that, and it's not, not like these the shows realm. are going to be... 
These shows are not going to be the giant that the first seven seasons no, of Walking no, Dead was. No, no, yeah. no. They were killing it in the first seven seasons. Yeah. And even though they've dipped tremendously, they're still crazy, yeah. crazy amount of people watching them. So there's your Walking Dead news. We are pretty excited for this next season. Last season was great. Boo's going to finish it. I am. Yes, I am. And also, Westworld's coming. I saw another trailer. Mm-hmm. That I looks amazing. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So can't wait for that. Now, we also got an email from our buddy Nathaniel Gold. First, congrats, Raj, from becoming a dad. Thanks, buddy. And if there is any fatherly advice I could give you, it's make sure to show him the original trilogy first. Otherwise, you will ruin Empire for him. Ooh, I haven't even thought about that, guys. Yikes. Which, how am I going to show it? Second, it recently came to my attention that the upcoming Watchmen series is a sequel to the book and not the film, which has some significant differences. So I enjoyed the film but never read the book. I am reading it now, and to be sure, I am up to speed with when it, the show comes out. So here's my question for the Sith list. What are some of your favorite film adaptations of books, and did they stay close to the source material or not? Ooh, okay. So right when you say that, Nathaniel, I start thinking of Stephen King, obviously. Uh, my favorite adaptations, and this is going to be interesting because I am going to be completely different than what the author thinks, but I think The Shining was an amazing adaptation of the book, but if you talk to Stephen King, he hated it. Um, so I would say The Shining for me, what do you think? I'm going to go with the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, yes. Gosh. Peter Jackson was so detailed. Pretty too. good. He, he And he left a lot of stuff out, but he still yeah, too. <laughs> pulled it off because he had to leave some stuff out. There's there's stuff in the Fellowship of the Ring that he didn't even sniff putting in. No. You know? no. But I'm sure it killed him, too. He's, yeah. a, he's a historian. Huh? Yeah. And so, I mean, that was probably as good as it gets for paying attention to detail and not going too far off, you know, and making this work. Like he was able to put together three solid movies and just give us great, you know, a good story. Yeah. That's a good one. Eric, what, how about you? That was actually going to be my pick was yeah. Lord of the Rings. That's a great it's, pick. It, it really is. Well, it's just tough because when you think of anything else, man, there's always like so much deviation, any of the stuff that's really good that, it's like, oh, because I'm trying to think of something that so closely runs with the book. Because like, right. t- just t- none of the Harry Potter movies are even close. That's what I've heard just, that. Yeah, it's so weird that, um, yeah, I don't know. How about this? The Ten Commandments. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Hmm. Yeah, good call on that one. Charlton Heston, one of his most iconic roles when he came down and said you can pry these two tablets out of my cold dead hands yes oh wait i'm getting it mixed up what was that spoof it was a mel brooks one all pay heed the lord the lord jehovah has given unto you these 15 10 10 commandments for all to obey he drops the commandment. He goes, I have 11 commandments. I give you the 15 com- commandments. The 10 commandments. You break, you break the tablet. Uh, yeah, that was History of the World Part 2. History there of the World. Go. Oh, it's really good. How about you, Boop? 
I didn't read that much early on in my early years. And so. it shows. No. <laughs> wow. You left that one hanging, dude. Oh, you, wow. left, you, you left that. Someone was going to do it. One of us was going to do it. I, I wouldn't expect it Rusty from you. Rusty would have done it. I wouldn't expect sorry. it from you, Les. Rusty would have done hurt. it. I could see Rusty Brown we driving. I could see Rusty Brown driving to Chili's. <laughs> and you say that, and he goes, and it shows. And it shows. <laughs> to By the way, people, Rusty Brown is almost done with... Welcome, 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 part three. There we go. It's coming, guys. Uh-oh. The radio play Uh-oh. will be happening. I, I'm sorry, Boob. I, I'm hurt, Les. The I only roast the ones we love, you. dude. Yeah, I did not expect that from you. All right? How, how about a short story? <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. Did you even read that? How about a comic? Oh, God. Um, a funny strip. Funny Dick Tracy. There How about go. a picture you saw in the newspaper? <laughs> <laughs> I was say. Hey, the Marmaduke movie was pretty good. <laughs> Mar- the Marmaduke movie. I love the there Dilbert. The Dilbert movie Dilbert. was fantastic. Oh, man. Dick Tracy, dude. I'm telling you, man, that was as good as it gets. Oh man, itchy oh. and flat top, dude. Fuck with the, the blink. The Peanuts movie is pretty good. The Peanuts movie. The Peanuts movie. <laughs> the Peanuts movie is damn good. Oh, shit oh, it's really fuck. good. Soundtrack's great. The visuals are great. Story's great. That was a good one. Thank you, Nathaniel. You got Uh, nothing? I hope the comics, by the way, the graphic novel is going well. Well, fuck, I I guess... uh, Just lie lie to us. It's not the best thing, but... uh, Say war and peace. No. No, the Star Wars do hope in the visual dictionary. <laughs> the, the, the Star Wars a new hope a visual dictionary. That's a good one. All right, no, no, fuck the you adaptation guys. of Revenge of the Sith. No, 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 fuck you guys. Uh, the Odyssey. Because I actually did. I had to read you the, read the motherfucking up. Odyssey. I had to read the Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah. Prestigious junior. Yeah. I had to go no. <laughs> Fuck that. I, I remember reading that the shit. Damn I actually, Odyssey, I actually dude. enjoyed it. In but, old Greek? <laughs> no. But there was Pig there's, Latin. There's a show on, uh, there's a show on, fuck, what is it, on Netflix that that that, that did this that. This is fuck what is it, and you're watching the Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, so that. So Baron that, that was a, that was a really good adaptation. It was a little bit too too spiritual for me. You know, they, uh, they, they did a little bit too much with the gods and things like that. But that was very good. So basically, you're saying Troy. No, the movie no. Troy. That, that movie was, was entertaining. That movie sucked. You though. read the back of Troy. <laughs> and he had it. It was good. I was like, oh, Brad Pitt. The Cliff Notes of Troy. <laughs> do they still make Cliff Notes, by the way? What are Cliff Notes? Oh, do you honestly not? You know, I, know, I know what Cliff I, I would have expected you no, to read the, that. Yeah, no, the, 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 Lorena and Fia had to do fucking, they, they had to do a book report. So I saw that. Cliff sh- Notes are the best. This for dummies, Cliff yeah. Notes, all that. I never yeah. got into those dummy ones, but the Cliff Notes really helped. <laughs> Some of the four dummies books are really dumb, man. Like, I am <laughs> not joking. I was on one of the worst dates of my life, and we were at the bookstore at this mall, and I saw a book titled Homeschooling. For dummies. Oh. It's like, I gotta say, if you're a dummy, don't homeschool your kids. <laughs> That's the best. Uh, I saw there's a oh, podcasting a for dummies. I'm like, this is Obviously, good. I read that one. It's <laughs> <Duh. Duh. laughs> great, man. Well, thank you, Nathaniel. Thank you for making us laugh. That was a great one. Hopefully, your graphic novel is going great. And hopefully, that's doing well. All right. So, <laughs> we've, we're, we're done. We're done. That's how we end the show. We're done. We're done. done. We're done. We're fucking done. We're done. We're done. Yeah. Goodbye, guys. We've run out of ideas and we just don't want to keep it going just because. Sorry, dude.
<laughs> most shows would have chosen to go out on a high note, but not us. We'll no, we're done. Back again. no, we're done. We're, we're done. done. <laughs> that should have been last week when Strollers wasn't here to ruin it. Uh, Let's just go. I read podcasting for dummies, and they said that's okay. That's not good. We're done. <laughs> 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 All right, let's end this thing. Sorry, peeps. Sorry, people. <laughs> we're we're done. We're done. Uh, well, we really appreciate you guys listening to this episode, Mister Eric Strathers. Where could people find your beautiful voice and your golden locks and your amazing fingers? You know what, man? Well, <laughs> <laughs> the easiest thing to do is follow me on Twitter at Eric Strathers. But I tell you what, give my other podcast, The Bad Motivators, a listen. We've been killing it lately, man. <laughs> Just killing it. The baddest motivator of them all. <laughs> Mr. Carlos Buarguello, where can people find your sescapating ass? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Sith List Boo. And where can no, we're not going to go there again? Where, Mr. Gonzalez, where can people see you beating that beaties? <laughs> and we're done. Oh man, you can't see me doing that at all because that would be uh, I'd have to charge first and foremost. But I'm <laughs> on Twitter at Lessismore78. Find me at the Sith List, and as much as I want to play Frankie Goes to Hollywood again and play Relax and let you hear that, <laughs> that should have been my walking <laughs> fucking walking song. <laughs> Blast the crowd with fog just, shot. Just dude. walk down just, in my tidy whities or something with that song would be fantastic. <clears throat> but we really appreciate you listening to this debacle of a show. We will catch you next week. We're going to have the guys from the Bucketheads on. We're going to have Eddie and Aaron on with us. Local boys. I always wanted to say that. Local boys. They uh, right down the street from us, and we're going to have them on the Sith List. So catch you next week on episode number 157 of the Sith List. Come on, come on, come on.